My name is Antonia Howard. I'm a journalist in Sierra Leone and I work for AYV, that's Young Voices Media um, Group. And um, it comprises a TV, a radio, and a newspaper, and of course, online platforms. <laughs> this. This, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from Sierra Leone, I have a real star, and not just a star, but somebody who I feel gives back to the community. You know we're going to get all into that. But Antonia Howard of Africa Young Voices Media. Yes, folks, the links are in the description. You're going to hear all about Sierra Leone. You're going to become an expert in Sierra Leone. But Antonia, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day, just like you have there. It's a beautiful day here, and I'm happy to be here. Well, I am so happy to have you on this lovely, blessed day. And, you know, when I saw your content and then I saw Africa Young Voices, I'm like, thank God. Oh, man, the young people taking over, using their creativity. Now, I know you studied also in Wales, but you grew up in Sierra Leone. Can you tell me how and why journalism just spoke to you? Well, um, I've always been a creative child. I've always been passionate about creativity. Um, Since I was young, I was um, into arts, I was into music, um, drama, you name it. And um, another part of me also, since I was young, I was very patriotic. And um, when it was time to, you know, choose what I wanted to do, I wanted to do it in Sierra Leone. So I thought about my options and um, stereotypically, um, young people in Sierra Leone think they you know, only have options in maybe medicine or in law or in you know, uh, business or economics, maybe banking services. And um, I thought probably that would be too boring for me. And I wanted to do something that would give me the opportunity to do many different things and learn many different things and meet different people. Um, So uh, because there are, you know, the fact is there are limited options here in Sierra Leone for what you want to study. Um, When I looked up the uh, university prospectus, um, I found... Um, the mass communications course, very interesting. And I thought that it would give me the opportunity to, you know, do what I wanted to do that, which was be myself, to be creative. Um, Another background story is that my grandmother used to be a broadcaster. And so I, 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 I sort of just put the two stories together and say, you know, it was meant to be. And this is how I found myself in journalism. Well, well, that's great. But, and I'm glad to hear, you know, your grandmother's story. Did that make it any easier for you to tell your parents that you were going to follow in those footsteps? Because it's hard. Um, 
I know I went, my master's is in communication and people are like, why that? What are you going to do? And with an African household, you know, lawyer, doctor, um, anything else besides journalism, because journalism, you know, it's not like it's the same payment as a physician or an attorney with the same opportunities. So did you have to kind of, you know, prove yourself or did your grandmother's history help with that? Because people are like, oh, of course you are. You're prognosis. You're nosy. You like to report a story. Right. Um to be honest, my mom has been always has always been very supportive of whatever it is I wanted to do, um, and I guess she wasn't very surprised when I told her this is what I wanted to do. Um, sure, if it was anything different, she would have been she would have been as supportive as she was. So um, it wasn't difficult at all to to tell my parents that this is what I wanted to do. I think they sort of saw it in me since I was young and they were very supportive about it. And throughout, throughout my journey, they've been supportive. Um, they've been there, you know, um, they helped me through whatever struggles I was going through, whether it was uni or whether it was in my career, you know, they've had bits and pieces of advice and, you know, it wasn't difficult at all. It wasn't. And you've played many roles from TV, radio, you know, you, you can write. Um, and you say you love to, you know, stay homegrown in Sierra Leone, even though because you do look like the young Gabrielle Union, have opportunities ever come <laughs> across the board for people to say, hey, um, do you want to come over here to Turkey or stateside and, you know, work on your skills? Um, and, you know, do, do the headhunters is what we call them on this side come after you because you put together great stories. You have a great look as well. And you're brilliant. Yes. Um, actually, uh, I've had very many opportunities to leave um, and to do, you know, something similar to what I'm doing now, but to do it out of Sierra Leone. But I just felt that it wasn't time and I wasn't ready for that. And I really wanted to do something in Sierra Leone, mainly because I didn't see a lot of women in this career uh, um, growing up. Um, it was always men who were journalists. It was always men who were on TV or on the radio, um, mostly. So um, it was very important for me to stick to what I set out to do, which was to uh, practice journalism in Sierra Leone. And then later on, I would figure out whether it was time to move on to something different. But the key for me was to, you know, stay true to what I set out to do. Um, I didn't want to leave Sierra Leone prematurely, and I felt that my skills, my talent, and whatever I had to offer would be more useful in Sierra Leone than in any other place where probably they have people more qualified or, you know, more experienced than I am. And I, 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 was, I was looking to take Sierra Leone on the journey with me as I built my career. I really appreciate that. I mean, it shows that that loyalty and just, you know, that you're also having fun and enjoying yourself. And I think that many journalists that are yeah, just people, absolutely. Yeah, people don't have that. So you're you're in a great space. You know, you doing news, radio, um, also being, you know, a writer and being popular, 
How's the climate for you while walking, you know, down the street into the market? Are people always pitching you stories, giving you ideas? Are you, you know, can you even walk down the street and make and buy what you need to buy, you know, without being, you know, bombarded by people? In yeah, their absolutely. You'd be surprised that sometimes people don't even recognize me. Half the time they don't, because when I'm on TV, mostly I have like full makeup on and sometimes I look very different <laughs> without makeup. And um, with COVID-19, half the time now, when I go to public places, I'm wearing a mask. So um, for the past year and a half, I haven't really had any um, interruptions. <laughs> I would describe them as that. Um, so, uh, you know, sometimes people do walk up to me and pitch stories but more personal issues than stories like, oh, I have this problem. Um, someone is trying to do this. Uh, this person in government is, you know, taking, taking advantage of this and that and that. I need you to talk about it on AYV. I need you to publish this or I can provide you pictures and videos, you know. And um, of course, I do what I can. <laughs> I sometimes you know share the stories with my team and we see if we can uh, uh, do something about it but mostly if it's one-sided we can't really um, comment on the issue or do something constructive about it we'll just try to find ways and means to channel the complaints mostly their complaints to the uh, appropriate authorities uh, but I, I would say my life is normal. I don't get bombarded. I'm not that big of a celebrity that I get bombarded every time I <laughs> show my face outside. It's pretty calm. Well, and I'm going to correct you on something that you said earlier about people being more qualified um, than you. I've seen your reports. Um, you know, reports are reports. Some people may have a budget to have a helicopter and airplanes drop out of the sky. But you yeah. are definitely, I mean, your, your stuff could go on Sky News, BBC, CNN, here or abroad. So I, I definitely wanted to, you know, give you that, um, those flowers oh, now. thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and you also, on your website, you had put something, I was still laughing at it, but you had a picture of the lady with the muscle, um, kind of like mine. Yeah, her, her muscles like mine, y'all. I'm, I'm very modest and, and understand. I got to hit the gym. <laughs> but you talked about the first wave of feminism, the second wave of feminism. You know, the first wave was we want to be equal to men. The second wave was we don't need men. And the third wave, we are men. Can you talk about, you know, because you are for women, you know, you are pushing that, that narrative that women can do everything, but... I would definitely say in America. Absolutely. Yeah, talk about that and, and let us know your stance on feminism. I mean, with every, um, I would say, concept, there are, you know, extremists. <laughs> and I think some people are extremists when it comes to feminism. And most of the time, um, it's not women who are extremists in feminism. It's men who think that Feminism is some kind of, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, some kind of organization to completely wipe off male representation <laughs> off of the planet. 
and that's not the case. So um, on my website, the picture you saw there was sent to me uh, by my cousin, actually. And um, I just thought it was very interesting that people thought of feminism in that way, that um, first it was, you know, um, we are equal to men, uh, as in we can do everything that men can do, um, and sometimes even better, until it gets, gets to the phase where we don't need men. And for me, I'm looking at the word need. Do we really need men? If you, if you, if you read the article I wrote there, the word need implies that you cannot function without so that's what I was looking at. So I don't think it's a matter of need. I grew up um, with divorced parents and my mom is fine. She didn't have a man in the household for since I was growing up or since I could remember. And um, it didn't, it, even though as a child, when you look at probably your friends and you know their families, if they come from, uh, if they have parents who are still married, you would sort of feel that you're missing something. Mm. It, it, uh, interesting take. I would tell you guys, links are in the description for her website so you can read that article because she wrote it for you to read it. And then, you know, you can give your comments and, you know, everybody has an opinion nowadays. So we, we hope that they leave those comments. Um something i would really like to do in the future is to help young girls and young women figure out you know channel their ways through um having their own career and figuring out what they want to do what they want to be um i really haven't had time to mentor um young girls and Thing I would really need to do when I when I do have the time to do it, um, but I'm still growing myself, so I feel I do have a lot to learn. Even though I feel like I I have much to give right now, but I think I do have I still have much to learn before I can fully venture into that. Um. But what I'm doing right now, though, is I have a relationship with the University of Sierra Leone from which I graduated. And I make sure, like for the mass communications class, I make myself available for anyone who um, needs any help with the course. Um, they can reach out to me and I can you know, guide them through whatever they need. So that's what I'm doing at the moment in terms of giving back. What about putting a course or even a book together, you know, about the successes that you, you have now? Is it too soon to expect you to write a book on your life as the, the first half? Um, no, I don't, think, I don't think it's too soon, to be honest. I don't think it's too soon. Um, it's a matter of making the time to do it because time it deserves um, um, if you want to make it successful. And I just don't feel I do have the time to do that at the moment, but it wouldn't be too soon at all. Um, there's so much to tell. Um, I've had many, I've had experiences that are worth hearing, and I've, I do think many people can learn from that. 
um, but I just don't know if I if I would have the time to write a book or something. But maybe I would do it in bits and pieces until <laughs> until it's done. Now we've talked a lot about the media in Salon. We've talked, you know, about your your career. Um, I want to have a teachable moment for those listening, especially for those uh, new citizens who are you know flooding in, saying we want to make Salon an option for our future and our grandkids and all that future. Can you tell us how the movie scene is in Sierra Leone? Because on this side, we're seeing so many Nigerian movies, which I'm a big collector of for the past 20 plus years. Um, but how is the movie scene in Sierra Leone? It's growing. I mean, it's come a very long way. Um, you have a lot of people now who are investing in the industry and generally speaking, the entertainment industry uh, um, in Sierra Leone. And um, I've seen a big change when it comes to um, film production or movie production industry and more beginning to see the value of promoting um, authentic Sierra Leonean content because they're looking at their neighbors. You know, we're looking at countries in, in the continent or even the sub-region, countries like Nigeria, con countries like Ghana, and what um, entertainment is doing for their economy. So a lot of people are beginning to see the importance and there's not, there used to be this, you know, I wouldn't call it a stereotype, but a certain perception attached to people who um, go into the entertainment industry or people who decide to be actors or actresses. Um, and that's beginning to change because a lot of people are seeing that even people who are well-educated um, with their diplomas or degrees are moving into um, the entertainment industry and it's, it's beginning to get a lot of respect um, and we're seeing, you know, a couple of accolades from different countries in the sub-region. You know, Sierra Leone is being nominated for music awards, uh, for film awards. We have lots of celebrities who are moving out of the country to represent um, Sierra Leone. So it's growing. Um, it's, grow it's, it's really grown a lot. And um, obviously there's room for improvement, but little by little we'll get there and media journalism has been a big part of your life it's like what you do i almost want to have you know track this interview and outside of journalism tell somebody one hobby that you do that maybe they never expect that you did that you you know that's just your thing <laughs> right um two things first since we just finished we just talked about movies. I do act. I've done, I've done um, a series with AYV because it's a big company and we do have um, um, a films department, I would call it. Um, and we do create contents like that. So um, I've done, a, I would call it a mini series, uh, which was directed by the famous Nigerian stroke Ghanaian director, um, Frank Raja Arase, and it's not yet out, but it's something you should look out for. Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier in, in, in the, the interview, 
since I was young, I've, be, I've always been interested in arts, music, drama. So I went to music school um, up to, you know, my secondary school years, which is high school. I studied um, the theory of music. I can play the piano. Um, I can do a little bit of singing. I'm not much of a singer, but I try. <laughs> so um, those are my hobbies. Those are things I like to do. I like to play the piano, listen to music. I'm a big fan of music. And everything that's arts and culture, I'm interested in. Well, you guys have got the game. And so we got to look out for that movie. And as soon as it does come out, I, I'm going to ask, you know, you and I are going to stay in contact. <laughs> I, I want to I see that for sure, for sure. Um, any that, last would be, that would be my debut because I've not done anything um, um, prior to that. It's not yet out, but I hope uh, I don't disappoint. I hope it would be great. <laughs> Genevieve, watch out. You have a, a, a new co-star who is ready for you. Any last words for the people and where can they connect with you? Well, for, for, for anybody who is interested to, interested in coming to Sierra Leone, you know, this is your home, uh, wherever you are. Uh, it's a very lovely, lovely country and you'll enjoy it. And, you know, the people are great. You'll enjoy the food, you'll enjoy the weather depending on when you come, because I'm not a big fan of the rainy season, but <laughs> maybe you'll enjoy the rainy season as well. But um, it's open to you. This is your home. You can come by. And I just want to, you know, say something to maybe young girls or young women who are listening um, to stay true to, you know, what they believe in and stay true to what they set out to do in the beginning. Set dreams, set goals, long-term goals, short-term goals, and you know work towards them and definitely you'd get to where you want to be um if you want to uh, follow me on social media you can reach me at antonia howard sl no antonia howard underscore sl on twitter and um antonia howard official on instagram um that's my professional page and you can get me on miss Mamawa <laughs> um, on Instagram for my personal page. That's ms dot underscore ma underscore ma underscore wa. That's my Sierra Leonean name, Mamawa. <laughs> you guys have the links in the description box. You've been blessed with the game. Make sure if you do nothing else, you share this with somebody. It will change their life. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings? or 54,250 West African CFA. Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. 
Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.